Here's to your success in property, finance and money management. You're listening to The Long Property Show with your hosts, Daniel Gold and Patrick Lynch. Welcome back to another episode of The Long Property Show. I'm Dan Gold. And I'm Patrick Lynch. And today, Patty, we're going to be talking about interest rates. Are they going up or are they going down? Yeah, it's a, um, it's a great question. I, I don't think anyone knows exactly what's going to happen in the next couple of years or even in the next couple of months, but obviously quite a bit has happened in the last few days. Yeah, yeah. It's a, it's a tough one to predict. I'm getting a heap of questions from clients around this, um, and it's, it's quite difficult. As a, as a broker, we are not technically able to advise clients whether you know rates are going to go up or down. Our, our job is, is, is purely just to help clients make informed decisions. Um, and, and in so doing, we can direct them to, to all the relevant research. A, a lot of prominent economists kind of making their own predictions as to what might happen in the market. Um, and also just in terms of, um, you know, what, I, I guess, loan products are available out there um, and how you can even, uh, you know, uh, protect yourself against movements, not only um, in fixing, which is the the intent, I suppose, of that loan product, but also with respect to the rate lock feature, which which a lot of banks offer as well. Do you want to just maybe touch on that for a second? Yeah. Uh, so in terms of rate lock, I mean, it's it can be a great product if people are fearful that interest rates are going to go up, uh, but want the certainty of a fixed rate, they can lock in the fixed rate at the application stage, uh, which protects them against rises between application and settlement so let's say your fixed rate is we're not we're just using a general example let's say the fixed rate on application is two percent but you're worried that the rate might go up to two and a half percent in two months time when you purchase uh, you pay a rate lock fee which guarantees that two percent as the maximum rate you will pay there can be a small fee uh, for rate lock because obviously there is a cost potentially to the bank which they do unfortunately pass on uh, but the fee tends to be quite reasonable uh, so it's certainly something which if someone is thinking about fixed rates uh, rate lock is something worth discussing down with yourself totally because it can influence which bank we go with um, and and yeah there's definitely a misconception in the market a lot of people think just whatever um, fixed rate you're quoted at the point of application does hold all the way through until settlement. That That's generally speaking, not the case. Um, the, the standard fee for rate lock is 0.15% of the loan amount. So for example, if you're uh, fixing $2 million worth of debt, then that might cost you say $3,000 as a, as a rate lock fee. Um, however, you know, there are some banks that, that um, work a little bit differently. Macquarie, for example, at least at the time of recording, um, they will actually lock in for free the fixed rate that exists at the time of formal approval. Um, and, you know, uh, that, that might be advantageous to, to clients in certain situations. A good example of, of where choosing the right bank might be, um, uh, yeah, yeah, you know, it's nuanced. And we've been talking, Dan, in that concept of if fixed rates potentially to increase. Obviously, just people need to be aware if you fix, if you rate lock and rates decrease, then that cost you're not going to get back. That rate lock fee is paid 
it's it's kept by the bank, uh, but you will get the benefit of whatever rates are applicable. Yeah. So so let's just take a step back, Patty. You know, I guess the genesis of, of this discussion since COVID hit um, in say March of 2020, we've really been in a downward interest rate cycle over the last 12 months. Um, you know that that it's 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 heavy in the news. Inter- fixed interest rates at you know 1.75, 1.85%. They're insanely cheap rates. Um, there's also this this kind of interesting period, I suppose, in the market whereby the fixed rates are significantly cheaper than most variable rate options, whereas usually it's the other way around. So we're definitely we have noticed um, a much larger percentage of our clients fixing, um, or at least partially fixing their loans, say over the last three or four months, in comparison to usual. And those same statistics are, are broadly reflected across all um, kind of banks and, and brokerages um, throughout the, the economy, from what I've been reading. Um, but but now, um, Patty, you know, is there a sense that rates could be on the rise from you know have we hit a bottom effectively what what are your thoughts on that how can we how can we uh, inform our our audiences to maybe some of the things to be conscious of there yeah so uh, again we'll just make that caveat clear Dan that it's our opinion we're not guiding people what to do on rates but we'll give them the information that we have to help them uh, yeah I mean we've seen recently with CBA for example uh, dropping some of their shorter term fixed rates, but then increasing the longer term rates. So I think they dropped the one and two year rates, but increased three, four, five year rates. And a lot of that's because even though the RBA, the Reserve Bank of Australia, has been guiding no increase in their cash rate after a few years, it is predicated on the state of the economy and in particular the Australian and the US economies uh, which seem to be doing better than expected out of this COVID recession. So as that uh, economic improvement gathers some pace, I think that's where we're seeing the expectation that rates are going to rise sooner rather than later. That's right. And and I think a lot of um, the, the people who are really guiding interest rate policies at the bank, um, in addition to just, you know, the various um, market participants, they often look at um, uh, the swap rates as a leading indicator as to what um, or how, how rates might be um, kind of moving and priced in the future. And there has, um, over the last, uh, say, four weeks or thereabouts, been um, a spike, an uplift in, uh, for example, the... the um, those longer maturity swaps. Um, and yeah, it's for all the, the kind of reasons, Patty, that you've alluded to. So that that's probably why um, CBA did, did make the move as well. That they definitely increased their four-year rate. Um, we haven't seen any of the other majors match yet, but, but there's every possibility that they might follow. I guess the counter-argument, though, is that we are in an extremely... Um, competitive home loan market at the moment. Um, there's a lot of discounting happening and, you know, arguably any bank that does lift their rates now, particularly um, as a first mover, it might be at their peril because there's going to be other banks out there that, that may not and 
and quickly gain a lot of market share. There's a lot of transparency in the marketplace at the moment. Fixed rates are quite easy to look up and compare bank to bank because it's not um, you know, as opaque with respect to uh, you know, discounts of, of headline rates like the variable rates are. And I suppose one final overlay uh, is that um, TFF or the, the term funding facility which the government basically made available um, from June of last year to June of this year in order to provide uh, cheap debt for lenders um, to pass on um, in the form of cheap interest rates to Australian borrowers as a stimulus measure through COVID. So given that there are a lot of banks out there that at least as at today, Patty, are still borrowing money from the government at 0.1%, you know, that's that's really cheap money and probably gives them more of an opportunity to keep rates low for borrowers for longer. Yeah, it, it certainly does. I mean, I think that's an important distinction there, that the Reserve Bank isn't the one that necessarily sets uh, the rates charged by the CBAs, NABs, etc. of this world. Uh, the banks are very much their own rate sellers. Uh, but they will use whatever mechanisms are available in the market to keep their costs low and, as you say, to try to keep uh, ahead of their competitors when it comes to offering the best rates. Yep, love it. And, Paddy, maybe just to end then, um, you know, the big elephant in the room is is what's happening with, with housing prices at the moment. So we're, we're clearly there's, there's clearly a bit of a run at the moment in, in most um, markets, not all, but but many markets around the country. Um, you know, clearly it's 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 some of that, um, uh, you know, CBD, you know, the oversupplies of, of some of the high density um, stock in the city that's still struggling. But generally speaking, uh, regional is doing pretty well and, and anything with, with kind of large land components and maybe family orientations in suburbia seem to be performing really well in, in many markets. Um, so, you know, a, a lot of people, I, I suppose, just feel that um, as a result of that, it might prompt the RBA to, to lift rates sooner. And, and that might mean, you know, that, that borrowers are, are soon going to be faced with higher rates. But I guess, um, you know, the, the key point to make there is that it's not really the Reserve Bank of Australia's responsibility to control the housing market, is it? Uh, their, their, their core um, kind of tenant is, is more so around employment and specifically inflation and keeping inflation within their, their desired target bands. So who knows, there might be some um, some macro prudential intervention later in the year or, 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 or possibly next year to, um, you know, influence the housing market if it gets out of hand. Um, that has happened in recent times. We, we saw that uh, during the last boom in, in 2017. But who knows, Patty, time will tell. Yeah, it's going to be uh, interesting times as usual. And you're there, Dan, available if people have any questions. Absolutely. Well, it's not just me anymore. We've got more mortgage brokers in the long property team. Patty, you're going to have to adjust your your, your language there for future episodes. (laughs) But um, anyway, guys, thanks so much for your time. Thanks for listening. Any questions on interest rates, fixing, rate lock, uh, so on and so forth, feel free to reach out. Look forward to catching up very soon. Thanks, guys. Thanks for listening to another episode of The Long Property Show. 
If you have any questions for Dan or Patty, you can email hi at longproperty.com.au and they'll respond within 24 hours. If you enjoyed the show, please subscribe and also leave us a review. This way we can continue bringing you the best weekly content possible. See you again next week. Bye for now.